Um, I was in a pretty traumatic car accident when I was a kid where my dad was got very injured. And I rode, I remember I was around like 11 years old and I rode in the ambulance and at the hospital, I was waiting and I was thinking to myself, even at that young age, like what's going to happen if my dad doesn't come back? Hey, college kids, welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Jasmine. So Jasmine, could you please introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Jasmine. I'm from Texas. Um, My major is mathematical biology. I'm a senior and I'm the student body president of the University of Houston. So we'll get into the stuff you do in college a little bit later, but let's start with the very basic stuff. So when did you start thinking about college? When did it ever enter your mind or maybe your parents told you about it? So when did you start thinking about it and preparing? I was, um, I'm lucky enough that my dad was a high school teacher for a long time. So he was really familiar kind of with the college application process. Um, so I kind of always knew that some at some point I was going to go to college. Um, I think I didn't really start seriously thinking about it until my junior year. And um, from there, it was just looking around and seeing what would be the best options around me, what was nearby, um, taking price into consideration, all that. So I probably didn't start really seriously thinking about applying until my junior year of high school. And you said your dad was a teacher. So did he ever like pressure you into starting earlier or say like, oh, you know, you should start on your SAT or ACT prep, or you should make sure you get like, you know, straight A's or just really good grades in general. So did you ever feel that pressure? I definitely felt the pressure. Um, my entire life probably to try to get good grades and really care about school. But honestly, in high school, I didn't really start to care. I didn't really start to care about college until, until I was really in it. Um, In high school, when I was applying, I, I wasn't really into it. I wasn't really excited about it at the time. I was just, I was very unmotivated. Um, So it, I did feel that pressure, but at the time I didn't feel like that pressure really was helping me. Um, be inspired or motivated to apply for college. Okay, so you'd started your junior year. Tell me when, well, let's start actually freshman year. So you said you weren't really excited about the process or like started until junior year, but in your freshman year, did you still have, you know, good grades and still made sure like everything was good? Or were you a little bit like maybe a little bit of a slacker? Because a lot of people kind of slack until junior year, like really hits them. And then they start, you know, piling on the APs and making sure they get like straight A's. I would definitely say so. I think that um, that's pretty much exactly what happened to me. My freshman year, it went okay. My sophomore year was a little bit of a slump. And I didn't honestly, I didn't really start to care about, I was always taking AP classes. That was something because of my parents, um, I was always really encouraged to do. I think one of my mistakes in high school was just taking so many AP classes at once and not really taking those super seriously and just kind of going through and and thinking that I could just go through high school without really studying, without really caring too much. Um, And it wasn't until probably even my senior year where I started to take it a little bit more seriously because I knew that, you know, college was coming up and I needed to start applying and I needed to have good grades. And I, it was a little, it was too little too late. So honestly, I would say like, if you're thinking of applying for college, you need to start really thinking about it seriously your freshman year and understand that um, your GPA follows you like all of high school. So even if you are a freshman, 
you know, you shouldn't take too much on your plate if you're not going to be able to do well in those classes. And so coming out of freshman year and sophomore year, how did your grades look overall? And how, to get a sense, how many APs or honors classes did you take in those, those two underclassmen years? Um, I'm trying to remember. Honestly, like my grades were okay. I would say that in my AP classes, um, I was taking, I think I took AP biology my sophomore year and I took pre-APs on, on like everything else. But that's, that's another thing that I feel like I should have, I should have just waited on, um, just not taking pre-AP classes and just taking regular classes if they didn't offer us just an AP class, because I feel like those pre-AP classes made of, might've been harder and I wasn't really able to study for those as hard as I, as I probably should have when I was taking pre-AP and AP classes at the same time. Um, but I remember doing pretty well in, in AP biology and that being one of the, um, more formalized AP classes that I took in the beginning of those two years. I think everything else at the time was just pre-AP. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, is, um, can you elaborate on what pre-AP is? Cause I don't, I don't think I know what that is. Um, well, at my high school, anyway, they had regular classes, they had what they called college prep classes, and then they had a pre-AP class. Um, so they would kind of divide up students or students were able to kind of pick wherever they wanted to fall. Um, and then they had like a inflated like GPA system where um, if you took if you took like a pre-AP class, you would get maybe like another GPA point. Um, mm. So it was your GPA would be out of think we had it like out of five or something like that like a 5.0 which is it's kind of crazy that's the way it worked at my high school and I know other high schools might do that as well but it was you get an extra GPA point but the thing is like if you still do badly in that class you might as well have just gotten an A in in a regular class or a college prep class and those pre-APs don't really prepare you or I don't think they really prepared me for what an AP class was going to be like um AP classes are, are just a whole different different ball game. I see. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think I, we have something similar. It's called the honors, but it doesn't like prepare you for AP. It's just certain subjects are honor and certain subjects are AP. In- interesting. Okay. So in the end of high school, after all your years, all those years accumulating together, what did your GPA that was out of the typical 4.0 and then the one that you talked about that was out of 5.0. So what did those two end up being? Um, I'm trying to remember, to be quite honest, I don't know if I if I remember exactly what the numbers were, um, just because that was, <laughs> I mean, at this point, that was like more than four years ago, yeah. or about four years ago. So it's been a while. Um, but I think, I think probably a three, five on like a 4.0 scale mm-hmm. on a 5.0. I, I don't even know, maybe, maybe around like similar, similar scale, I think, but Um, It was, it's weird because my high school that did like the inflated GPA thing, other colleges didn't, or other high schools didn't do that. So then they would have to kind of convert. So I'm not really sure. I just, I got mostly B's in high school. That was really, um, that was mostly what I was doing. I didn't start really making A's until probably my last two semesters. So like my, my junior year and the last two semesters of senior years is when I started really taking it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And so with, with the schools that you applied to, at least the ones that you were mostly considering, was your GPA about average, below average, above average? So where did you fall in terms of a class average? Um, I would say that 
I fell around like the average GPA for the schools that I applied to. I tended to apply to very local things, um, things in Texas, um, around my city, just because I knew that I wanted to stay uh, closer to home because I wanted to save money um, in the long yeah. run. So that's that's kind of what I ended up going for. Okay. And what about your APs? In the end, how many APs did you take throughout high school? I took so many. I, I pretty much took every science AP that you could, that you can think of, AP Chem, AP Bio, AP Physics. Um, I didn't take too many of the history APs. I took an AP government class, whatever, I think microeconomics as well. Um, I took very, honestly, I probably took around like 10 AP classes, um, a lot, a lot of AP classes. I think the only ones I didn't take were um, AP, AP US History. And I think that's probably the only AP class that I didn't take that was that was offered at my school. And so did you take the AP test for any of these? Yes, I took the AP test for pretty much for all of those. Uh, and then so on, did your scores end up meeting the requirement, usually like four or five to transfer as a credit for college? So did you get like higher scores that you were able to push them into your like college credits? Yes. So here's the, the thing with that is it's very, it's very hit or miss. And I've talked to some other people, um, kind of about that. And a lot of people who, who, um, I've talked to have told me if you're going to be local, if you're going to apply to local schools, you should just do dual credit. Um, and I tend to agree with them just because of, I think taking all of those APs, they didn't, they didn't all always transfer. And there are some APs that I took, for example, I can think of, I took AP environmental science. And when that transferred over, it didn't really transfer to any like science credit class. It was just an elective class credit. So I did get, I ended up, I think I got like a a five or what it's out of four. I don't even, I don't remember how, what the AP scale is, but I got the highest that you can get for that, for that, for that class. And I was looking at my college transcripts, like, okay, what is this transferred to? Um, and it just transferred to an elective credit for the rest of them. I was able to get, you know, I think I took AP, AP calculus. I took the AB class. I remember, and I was able to get that credit transferred over for biology. Same. I was able to get all of freshman biology, um, transferred over as well. But the issue that I ran into with the transferring of credits was that I, I'm still a pre-med and I knew that I was going to be a pre-med whenever I was in high school. And a lot of those classes I would have had to take again anyway. So my biology class that I took the AP class for, I ended up retaking freshman bio. I ended up retaking um, freshman calculus just because I knew that it would be better for medical schools in that application process if I retook those classes. Um, and the same for, for like English, I did get an AP credit for the English class that I took. So I didn't ever have to take English in college, but I, I do think it would have been better even for medical school if I would have just taken that as a dual credit class at a community college, because I think those credits, they, they transfer a little bit better than even the AP credit does just because it is at a, at a college level and the APs, they don't, it depends on like what kind of graduate school you're applying to or what kind of professional school you're applying to, whether or not having AP credit would be the best way to go, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so a lot of people, they take APs, first of all, to like look impressive on your college application, but a lot of people also do it to save 
save like a half a year or a year in the usually the four year college experience. So did you see any difference at all just in like how long you would graduate or did you find that, oh, I'm still going to I'm still on track to graduate in four years taking these APs didn't really do anything I would say that um, the best thing to do for me, it's because I retook a lot of those classes anyway, it didn't really save me Mm -hmm. any years. I'm still going to graduate in four years. Um, So it didn't really save me personally. If I had to give people advice, if they wanted to take APs to save that, then I would say, don't, don't even bother taking, especially if you're going to do pre-med track, don't even bother taking the science APs um, just because most of the time you're going to want to retake those anyway to see what those classes are like at a college level mm-hmm. and in, in an actual like college setting. Cause you don't want to jump ahead into, you know, more, a more advanced science class and then realize that you don't understand what the rigor of that class is going to be and then do poorly in that class. I think taking like an intro science class at a university is, is much better than just using an AP credit. It's a very different experience, but I will say that if people did want to just, um, to use APs to graduate early, take all the history, take history, English, you, like all of the things that you would need to take to get rid of your core classes, mm-hmm. take that, take the APs for that. So that would be like probably history, English, um, maybe psychology. I think my psychology was one of my core classes. Um, take classes like that, that, you know, maybe you even want to take the calculus class because you don't want to take math in college take those AP classes. Um, Don't necessarily take things that are going to be related to your major because you do want to have the experience um, of taking that intro class at a university. Uh, And I have another question. So you said you knew you were going to be on the pre-med track. And I know some students do this where they like take the, for example, if you're a STEM student, usually take the math and the science APs to show that you're interested in that area. So would you still recommend someone doesn't take those APs because they're gonna have to take it anyways? Like, do you think the showing interest in a certain field of study matters to a college? I mean, yes and no. I think that there are other ways that you can show your interest through your extracurriculars um, that I think might might do better. I mean, if you're going to be a biology major, you know, by all means, take the biology AP. If you're going to be a chemistry ma- major, I think you you should if you if you want to. Um, just keep in mind that that might if you end up being a pre med track, you're going to have to end up taking retaking those classes anyway. Okay. And if that's the case, then you know you might as well just take the AP in in high school if that's what you want to do. Yeah. So like it applies to specific situations. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to another uh, part of your application. Did you take the SAT or the ACT? I took both. Both. Oh, really? Okay. So first tell me why did you take both? Was that like uh, you wanted to see how well you would do on either or did you just happen to start preparing for both or something? So how did that happen? Um, honestly, I, I took both, um, just so I could increase my chances. If I did, I ended up doing better on the ACT than I did on the SAT, um, just by, by a little bit, but I figured it would be, um, an addition to my application. I might as well just take both and see what happens. Okay. And it, what kind of prep did you do to, you know, prepare? Did you get books, a tutor? What did you do to prepare for these tests? So 
honestly, I did very little preparation for either. I think I, I think I had one book that I I got from a book like reseller. So half price books here in, mm-hmm. in Texas. And I just kind of looked over that. I looked over some strategies and that was pretty much it. And that's all that I, I really prepared for those. Like I said, I knew I was going to go to a local university and I knew that, um, I knew that I would, I would get a score that I thought I would get me in. And I knew mm-hmm. that my GPA was good enough that I was going to get into those schools. So for me, it wasn't, I wasn't really worried about it because I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily aiming to go to an Ivy league school. I knew that that wasn't going to be the route that I was going to take. I didn't want to go to a very expensive school out of state. I knew that I wanted to finish university with very little to no student debt. So then later on, when I applied for medical school, I could take on some more financial hardship then and not Mm -hmm. now. Oh, and I have one small question that doesn't really relate to these standardized tests, but you mentioned something like incredibly important, which is graduating at least your bachelor's degree with no debt. So was that something that you came to your, like came to a conclusion by yourself or did your parents help you? Cause high school students, a lot of them tend to be headstrong and like, Oh, I really want to go to this prestigious university, whatever, you know, Harvard or whatever sounds super exciting. And the money aspect doesn't really kind of, they don't really think about the money aspect until they have the debt. So how did you come to that? Like, conclusion that you wanted to graduate with no debt? Um, I'll be very real. I have always had to think about that. Um, for me, my parents are both immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not the first one in my family to go to college. My dad was an international student at the University of Houston back in the day. And so he ended up getting his bachelor's and his master's degree from the University of Houston. Um, So I knew very early on what, and he's still paying off his student loans. And so I knew very early on that this was going to be something that I had to think about. And I knew that I come from a a working class family. So I was never one of the people who was, you know, had the tutors, had the SAT prep. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I was thinking I was lucky to get into any local school at all because the majority of my family has not gone to college. They haven't gone to university. So for me, my, my priority was really, how can I go to a university, stay home, stay close to home, help out my family, um, have a job at the same time and make sure that I graduate and I have no debt. And for me, it was, let me just apply to local schools um, and not just, you know, apply everywhere um, and being headstrong. For me, I always had that very kind of realistic perspective about my own situation. Yeah, that's good. I I wish a lot of more students would have that perspective because, you know, they pay off. I mean, going to a local school is one thing and paying off for the rest of your life. But then there's the really prestigious private schools that you got to pay lots and lots for. So that's I'm glad for you that you figured that out really early. So let's move back to the SAT and ACT portion of your application. What did if you don't mind sharing, what did you what, what was the score that you sent to the colleges? Um, I think I sent my ACT score. Oh, I, believe, I got, a, I don't know, somewhere like, I think it was like a either it's range like 33 to 30. I don't know. It's very, it was, it was high for the ACT. Um, but um, I ended up sending that one because I, it was better than my SAT score mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. I actually didn't really prepare for the ACT at all. I only ended up doing SAT prep. I didn't even have a book for the ACT or anything, but for whatever reason, I found that exam to be easier. And I know that I heard at the time, um, a lot of other people had the same kind of sentiment about the ACT. 
Really? Because I thought the ACT was a little bit harder, no? That's, I mean, what people were saying back then was that, oh, I scored higher on the ACT. And that's what ended up happening for me as well. So I don't really know if logistically which one was actually harder. Well, that's, yeah, because I'm focusing on the SAT because that's the one I usually people take in my state. And even if I had the choice between SAT and ACT, it's like I wouldn't do ACT because I heard it's much harder. But that's that's interesting that you found that one easier. Hmm. Okay, so let's move on to my favorite part, which is extracurriculars. Tell me about the list, if you can remember at least the major ones. Can you tell me the list of extracurriculars that you did in high school? Um, let's see. I think... I did debate for a while and then I I ended up being my school that I went to was a language school. So I took a lot of language, different language classes, and I became involved with a variety of different language clubs. I was part of the Hindi club and we did um, like Hindi dances and Indian culture, cultural dances, um, big performances like that. I was also part of the Italian club and we did very similar things in, in the Italian club as well. We would do like presentations and um, I think there was, we went to several like field trips and um, to like the, not the consulate, but they have a, an Italian community center where I live. And so we would, we would go there and perform Um so that's really all that I was really involved in. I was involved in a lot of cultural clubs. I was involved in debate. Oh, and I was actually also involved in the school newspaper for a while as well. I think that was one of the main the main things that I was involved in. Um, at the time, I was still deciding. Although I, I always knew I was going to be a pre-med, um, I think in high school, what happens a lot of the time is that you'll flip-flop year after year uh, mm-hmm. what you really want to do. And I mean, that happens in college as well. So um there was a time where I thought I might want to go into journalism. So I tried, you know, joining the school newspaper. Um, I enjoyed some of my time there. And eventually I I realized that I didn't want to do that professionally, but the experience of being on the school newspaper was really interesting and gave me some insight into what it would be like to be a journalist. Oh, and I have the decision to not do that. (laughs) Yeah. So when you said that you always knew you were going to be a pre-med, did that come from, oh, that's just a good career to be on, you know, it's like a money maker, or did you have like actual passion for it? So where did that pre-med like thought come from? Um, well, it certainly wasn't for the money. If I wanted to make money, I would be a venture capitalist or a stockbroker <laughs> or something like that. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't really the money aspect of it at all. Um, I was in a pretty traumatic car accident when I was a kid where my dad was, got very injured and I rode, I remember I was around like 11 years old and I rode in the ambulance and at the hospital I was waiting and I was thinking to myself, even at that young age, like what's going to happen if my dad doesn't come back, if he just dies, because I I saw him bleed out on the freeway. So I thought, you know, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my family? What's going to happen to my mom? Um, And then, you know, waiting at the hospital when the doctor came out and told us that he was going to be okay, he was injured and it would, it would take a long time of physical therapy. But the doctor finally told us that, you know, he was going to be okay. Like he was going to live. I, I realized that that doctor gave me back my dad, because if it hadn't been for, if it hadn't been for the doctor, if it hadn't been for the medical system, I, I wouldn't, I would have grown up without a father. And so for me, that was really, that was my, my primary inspiration, I guess, on why I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that for other people. Um, And, you know, that 
at the time it was more like surgery based. And now I am more interested in, in different aspects of medicine, but that's what really drew me to the medical profession. And I would say that a lot of other um, well, there's a good amount of pre-meds who do have a story like that, but there are a huge amount of pre-meds um, that I've seen in college who they don't, they don't stick it out. You know, they'll, they'll take a couple freshman classes, maybe not do well, and then realize that it's not really for them. But the people who do stay are always the people who have some sort of story that's kind of, that's similar in some way where medicine really changed the course of their life. I ho- Is your dad okay? I hope he's okay now. Yes, it's been many years. It's it's he's okay now, and the only lasting trauma is my anxiety for driving. <laughs> oh, okay, you gave me a heart attack there. I was just staring at the screen in shock. Oh my god. Okay, well, I'm I'm glad he's okay, and that's that is a really big event in your life. So, did you focus your essays or something, or maybe a part of your college application on that, or did you just des- decide to talk about something else? Honestly, I have, I don't remember at all what I talked about in my college essays. Um, I know in, for me or in high school, I was, like I said, I was very unmotivated. I had a lot of different issues that I was dealing with personally, mental health. I just, I, I don't think that I was there maturity wise mm-hmm. um, or really just, I think a lot of the mental health issues that I had kind of led me to not be very motivated and not really want to succeed or care about succeeding or care about college, care about applying. I didn't even really see a future for myself at the time. And that all I was, I'm lucky to say that that all really turned around in college. But yeah, when I was in high school, I was definitely not the go-getter that I would say I am today. (laughs) Yeah. So what was the motivation for you to you know, continue on with high school, finish high school and go to college. So what like motivated you to keep going? It was honestly just the like expectation that I I had, um, that my family had for me. I mm. coming from a family where both of my parents are immigrants. I knew that I had to, I knew that I had to go to college, not just because, you know, I wanted to return on their investment of giving up so much coming here coming to the US, you know, having a child in the US, like obviously I, I needed to use the opportunity of being in the US and having enough money to go to a local college. I needed to use that opportunity um, because for my parents. And later on, I became more motivated because I saw my cousins um, start to, you know, grow up a little bit. They're just, they're still kids, but I wanted them to have a role model, somebody who they could look up to that did go to college, did go through the process and would be successful. And so for me, that was really, I mean, that was the only real motivation that I had was, okay, I need to make sure that I do this for my parents. Um, And once I got to college, I think that all really changed. And I, the, I became more motivated um, because I saw that I could really make a difference in the world and in the lives of others. And that's, that's where I think I, I regained a lot of the, my motivation to, to succeed and to do well. Yeah, I'm glad you did. And we'll talk about the impact college had on you like in, in just a sec. But let's finish up with your application process in high school and stuff. So you, you gave us your clubs and extracurriculars you did. And let's move on to the last part, which is letters of recommendation. So who did you get them from? And did you really care about them? Did you think they were significant at all? So how did you tackle that? I I really actually I think my letters of recommendation were probably the best part of my application. Um, I was able to be 
I was able to get pretty close to a lot of my or a lot of my teachers in high school, particularly the ones that were my Italian language teachers. Um, they both um, they saw something in me that at the time, like I said, I, I had mental health problems. I was unmotivated and they they really saw something in me and my English teacher as well. My AP English teacher, um, my senior year, my junior year one of the, my junior year, I believe, um, he also saw something in me and I felt like they, they really, they saw a part of me that I didn't really believe in. I didn't really see my value. I didn't really see my worth. And so it was really nice to have these professors, um, or these teachers see that part of me. And I know that they wrote me good recommendation letters because of that. And, um, I was very, I was, it was really easy to ask them for recommendation letters because I, I knew that we had, we had made that connection in class. Interesting, because I've always not disregarded, but kind of looked at recommendation letters as kind of the le- least important of the things. But that's good that it was like the sh- really strong part of your application. So overall, when it comes to the different components of your college application, which do you think is the most important or the thing that you cannot like apply to college without. So what do you think is the most important part of your college application? What would you tell students now to focus a lot of their attention on? Um, I would say GPA is probably really important. GP, I mean, it's honestly the entire application is extremely important, right? It's, yeah. it's really, most colleges do holistic review. Um, but I would say, you know, make sure you have a good GPA because if you don't, you're really limiting yourself. Um, this test scores is the same kind of deal. You want to make sure that those are fairly high, um, within like the averages that you're looking within the averages of the colleges that you're looking to apply to. But I would really say, just think about your future and try to tailor, tailor your application to what you want to do in the future. Um, you know, show colleges why, why they should choose you for that particular major. You know, if you're a biology major who you're, you're going to be a pre-med, go and apply to volunteer at a hospital, show them that, show the um, admissions people that why they should choose you, why um, prove your success in that field, essentially. So if you're, if you want to major in psychology, you know, take AP psychology and, you know, kind of follow that, that path. And you said you knew you wanted to be a pre-med. So did you ever consider doing an extracurricular that involved something with medicine, maybe volunteering at a hospital or a pharmacy? Or did you think that I think my application is good as it is? I did end up, um, I actually ended up volunteering for Texas Children's Hospital. Um, well, tell us a little bit about that. I think it was the summer before my junior year of college. And that's um, volunteering at Texas Children's and, you know, being in the hospital every day. Um, that's one of like the biggest hospitals that we have. I mean, the Houston uh, Medical Center is the biggest medical center in our and in, in the country, I believe. So that going to Texas Children's and volunteering there and driving there um, every day, or I think I was actually taking our, our rail system every day because I didn't have my driver's license at the time, um, taking the rail system there every day, walking around the hospital, navigating the hospital, being exposed to that environment was really great because I, I saw what it was like to kind of be a doctor or what it was like to be in a hospital every day. And I really knew that I, I fit in with that kind of rushed, rushed and chaotic kind of environment that you mm-hmm. find in hospitals. Yeah. And I was really able to connect with with patients and with their parents. I mean, the patients are children at the children's hospital. So it was, it was really easy. And I knew that it was something I wanted to do once I was exposed to it. And so I definitely recommend that for any 
any pre-meds that are out there, definitely you have to volunteer at some sort of hospital or a clinic just so you know that it, it is for you. Because sometimes what you, the picture that you've made in your mind is very different than what it would actually be like in practice. So I think it's really important to get that exposure. Okay, very good. That's very good advice. Thank you. And one last thing we're going to talk about before we get into the college aspect of you know your entire journey is you knew you were going to stay local, but I'm sure there are a bunch of universities. So how did you choose the universities that you wanted to apply to? Did you visit and like the campus or what was your thought process there? Um, honestly, for for me, it was all about the price is what it is. What does the tuition look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do I get away with paying the least amount of tuition possible? So that was really it. I mean, there's there's only a few universities that were in my city. So I applied for those. I applied for some other ones. You know, I applied to some of the bigger um, the, the bigger state schools, but I knew that I would have to pay for like room and board and that would be even more expensive. And then I think I even calculated like the amount of debt that I would incur like by the end of mm-hmm. my four years and it was just exorbitant and uh, definitely not even close to the amount that I have now. Um, the, I think my my student loans are very payable at the moment. So I think it was really just that. That was what, how I um, decided where to apply to. I Did I take any tours? I don't actually think I took any tours. I had no idea what U of H looked like until my first day of class. <laughs> okay. So with choosing these schools, did you have in mind that you were going to get a scholarship or was it just the tuition, your family's input or your input, and then the loan? Is that how you did it? Or were you hoping to get some sort of scholarships? I definitely got scholarships um, when I first when I first um, got my acceptances. So I knew that I was going to have some scholarships. So I did have some. I ended up getting more throughout my college career that kind of helped me out. But majority I knew was going to be either myself working, um, some from my parents, but the majority was going to be loans. And so I I knew that I it was going to be pretty it was going to be pretty tough to try to pay it for it. And so what were the colleges that you did end up applying to? I think I applied, I applied to U of H, I applied to Trinity, I applied to UT, A&M. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I think I applied to Rice, which is a private university. Um, mm-hmm. And that was pretty much all that I applied to. I didn't get into Rice. I got into, oh, I don't think I actually applied to A&M, but I applied to UT. I got into UT. I decided to not go because of the cost associated with it. And oh God, I honestly don't, I don't remember if there was any more. Um, there might've been some more that I just, I didn't go to just because of the same reason, room and board. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't want to pay for that. I didn't want to have to move away from my, from my city, from my parents, from my family. that was really important for me to stay nearby, which I know for a lot of college, for a lot of high school students, that's not what they want to do. Um, but mm-hmm. I knew that it would be important for me in the long run to do that. So that's how I made my decision. That's the end of part one of my interview with Jasmine. Make sure to subscribe so you know when part two comes out. But other than that, I hope to see you guys then.